Grace, mercy, and peace be and abide with each you in the name of Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and our Savior. Amen. You know, sometimes um, songs just like that <laughs> lead us to realize this is a penitential season. It might be a season of joy, again, as that color blue from the pyramids and all uh, indicate, but it is also a time for us to, again, look at ourselves, look at our condition, look at our need, and know that, indeed, our need is great. Our need is that of a Savior. Our need is that of one who truly can change us and can change this world. You know, there are sometimes in our lives, um, something happens, and it seems to change everything. Such as, 34 years ago, I stood at the altar of St. Paul Lutheran Church, Fort Worth, Texas. Across from my bride-to-be, Martha, I made my vows. We exchanged uh, rings. And then the Reverend Dr. Uh, Ken Hennings, uh, now just recently retired as the Texas District President, pronounced us to be husband and wife. And from that moment on, everything changed. And uh, nine years later, we were living in Tallahassee, and the Holy Spirit had continued to prod me and prompt me, and not only was he doing so with me, but he had actually been working in Martha's heart and life. And we picked up and we left, she from teaching at uh, Epiphany Lutheran there, uh, me from uh, my management role with Allstate Insurance, and off to the seminary we went. And that was the beginning of a journey in which everything changed. Two years later, Martha's in the hospital there in St. Louis at St. Mary's Hospital, and she is giving birth to our first to Elizabeth. And from that moment on, our lives were completely different. Everything changed. Everything changed. Today, the, the prophet Isaiah, 700 years before Jesus is born, 700 years before the prophet Isaiah is pointing us forward and helping us to address this reality that in a way what Isaiah is saying is this, when God comes to save, everything changes. And he means everything. In fact, some find it seemingly surprising that in this Old Testament prophecy, it, it talks about creation, and not just you and me. See, we always seem to right away put ourselves at the top. Yes, we are the pinnacle of his creation, but it, it's talking about, you know, the land, the wilderness, the desert, and how when the Lord comes to save, to redeem his creation, it will go from barren and a wilderness to this glorious place. And he compares it to 
you know, places like you know, Lebanon and, and others that were known for these magnificent gardens or Lebanon with its magnificent cedar trees that were used to build the temple. Maybe it's uh, for those of you who came from up north or at least who, you know, we've spent a little time up there and, man, was it dreary living in St. Louis in the winter. <laughs> Did I love seeing, you know, the, the flowers and the greenery begin to sprout? And that's what he's describing here. Going from dreary and, and a sense of, you know, death and, and maybe hopelessness to the sense of hope and life. Because when God comes, everything changes, even creation. And he goes on then to talk about us. He talks about people with weak hands, feeble knees, anxious hearts, people that are depressed, discouraged, in despair. Others are blind, deaf, mute, dumb. But when God comes to save, the weak, the feeble, the discouraged, they're suddenly strong, they're courageous again. Yes, this, as it says in our text, as John says, this is the one. This is the one who changes everything. Right away, as before I proceed to show you further how, I wonder when I say that uh, phrase, how many of us are sitting here thinking, you know, I'm not so sure about the pastor. You know, whether you may have come to faith later in life, or whether maybe your faith, you know, along the way has become more real, more personal, more intimate, more meaningful, but changes everything because for so many of us our lives often seem feel the same but maybe that's what God is prompting us to think a little bit about today and yes myself included have our lives truly been changed or are we just stuck where we are and content and maybe even hindering the work of the Holy Spirit and God's Word in our lives to change us, mold us, disciple us. Well, even if we uh, somehow are, you know, hesitant or, or, or God is really still working on us or maybe we just don't even fully realize how much our lives have changed, the fact is, it does change. People see. People hear. People shout. They dance again is what our text is describing. It's like watching one of those you know, medical exposés on you know, TV, on the History Channel, or wherever it is you watch it. Or, or maybe it's watching one of those videos. Somebody puts a link on your Facebook or whatever social media connection you have and, and you see this little child who gets a cochlear implant and all of a sudden can hear for the very first time his own mother's or father's voice. And tears stream down their faces. 
And Isaiah talks about a highway. Back then, highways were basically trails, but they were dangerous. They were where you might be attacked by an animal or, or by a robber. But the road with Christ that changes everything becomes a highway of holiness for those who are redeemed to travel on in safety. Isaiah simply says that joy will fill the land and people's lives. But when? When will God save? When will all this change that he is talking about happen? And that's where it, we are given this text in the midst of our Advent journey. And that's where we begin to look again to Bethlehem, to the stable. No doubt, no doubt back at that time, the time of Caesar Augustus, you, you might think to yourself, well, there was just this one stable, but you know, they were actually somewhat commonplace. There probably were a number of stables or little caves like this that you know, Jesus happened to be born in. Nothing out of the ordinary for a village, but this one evening a child is born and he is given the name Jesus, this name that means he will save his people. So in that manger, an ordinary stable, everything changes because Jesus is born. Emmanuel, God, is with us. We are no longer alone. We are no longer journeying on this path by ourselves. Jesus is with us. It is a night of joy to the world, for God has come to save. And then when Jesus grows up during his ministry, when he comes into people's lives, everything changes. The man born blind, who hasn't ever been able to see, meets Jesus and he sees, and even more so, he worships Jesus and he praises him. Or the tax collector, known for how they would often collect more than they were due, more than they were assigned, and he wants to see Jesus. Zacchaeus climbs up into the tree, but not only can he see Jesus, Jesus sees him and right into his heart. And Jesus says, come down, and he goes to his house, and he eats with him, and Zacchaeus is changed completely. He gives back everything he has taken and not only has he changed that he come to faith, but he has praise on his lips and he worships the Lord. Or how about the woman caught in adultery or the other one who is a prostitute? Jesus comes into their lives and everything changes. The prostitute weeps in joy over his feet and wipes his feet and the tears with her hair or the one who is the prostitute or, or caught in adultery goes away without condemnation to sin no more. Or the paralyzed man who cannot walk, whose friends lower him through the roof, and he is given the ability to walk and to jump again. And even more, he has his sins forgiven. You see what happens? When God comes to save, everything changes. Everything changes. 
Then as his earthly ministry comes to an end, he comes to save on a gruesome cross, on an instrument of death, vile death. But isn't it interesting? That instrument of death hangs in almost every church around the world. That instrument of death may very well be hanging on your neck right now or in your pocket or on the wall in your home. He changes everything. And we see it even with such a vile day, and yet we even call the day that he died on that cross Good Friday? Through him and him alone, everything changes. Instead of death and judgment, we now have forgiveness and life. And then on to the tomb. The tomb was used in Jesus' day to bury the body. It was sealed. And not to be opened. But not with Jesus. The tomb was open. It was empty. With Jesus' tomb, everything changes. And he breaks forth again in life. And not only life for you and me and mankind, but even life for creation. For creation, it says in Romans, groans as if in the pains of childbirth. Creation groans with pollution and misuse and hurricanes and fires and drought. Creation is simply waiting for that day when Jesus comes back to save it fully. Jesus will make it new again. The resurrection of Jesus is proof is that when Jesus comes to save on that last day, all creation will be renewed. Now, my friends, when Jesus comes into our lives, Everything changes for us, too. It truly does. Think about your baptism. And By the way, I was moved because we're getting ready for Wednesday with the children from the Early Learning Center, so uh, that's why it's over here. But, but think about your baptism. Simple water. But when combined with the very word of God, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the very name of our God, everything changes. Our sins are washed away. For a little child even, born sinful, is forgiven and welcomed into the Lord's arms. And so when you have one of those days, or sometimes it feels like one of those years, when you are discouraged, disappointed, hurting, or even despairing, just think back to your baptism. Just think back to what you receive there. Just think back and know that you are forgiven there. Just think back and know that you are His child. Jesus came to save you. So rejoice, for he is the one who changes everything. 
Think of the Lord's Supper. A little bread, a little wine. But every time you approach the table, you truly receive Christ. He is present. He comes into our lives. Every time. Every time. And he changes everything. We are forgiven. We have life eternal. Or open his word. Far more than words on a page, far more than a history book, this is the living word of God. Isaiah's prophecy, as I said, 700 years prior to Jesus, so now 2,700 years ago. Are we just reading history of what happened then? No. We are seeing that, but we also understand that this is that living word that still speaks today to us, to our circumstances. He gives his spirit to empower us, to encourage us, to strengthen us. He says, cast all your cares upon me, for I care for you when you are struggling, when you are hurting, when you are grieving. changes everything. And that word can. So it was a little over 10 years ago, uh, around this time when Martha ended up having to have her thyroid out. And then there were post-surgery uh, complications, ended up in the hospital two more times. And, and then in the midst of that, they diagnosed the brain tumor. Uh, it, as uh, some of you know the, the story, at least we were told we didn't have to do anything treatment-wise or surgery-wise with the tumor at that point. But I can tell you when they said brain tumor or cancer, those are fearful words. You try to stand strong, you try to stand, you know, and be uh, there for your loved one and for your children. You only have so much, right? I'm a man of the word. But that word that I was just talking about became much more personal. It became a refuge. Reading through the Psalms, sitting there in the hospital, and you know, there's not much to do when you're sitting there 12 or 14 or 24 hours a day. But those words, they actually had my name in them. James, I am your refuge and your strength. I am James's ever-present help in time of trouble. I am your rock and your salvation, James. Real power, real hope, for he is the one who changes everything. My friends, when Jesus comes to save, everything changes. He came long ago in that manger on a cross and out of an empty tomb, and everything changes 
when God came in Jesus. And this joyous good news of long ago is still joyous good news today. In our lives, no matter our circumstances, no matter our realities, no matter our hurts, no matter our grief, Jesus comes to us with forgiveness, with life, with hope, with salvation. Everything changes, and we rejoice. Yeah, we're waiting while we still go through this life. We're waiting in the midst sometimes of sorrows and great hurts and pain and loss. But we also have joy. And as we travel together on this highway, we look forward to that day when Jesus will return to save for all time. On that day when there will be no more weak hands, feeble knees, anxious hearts, there will be no more blindness or Alzheimer's or cancer or infections. There will be no more worries about danger. Sighing and, and sorrow will flee and be replaced with joyful praise. Yes, God in Jesus has come to save us, and He is the one who changes everything. Amen.